Welcome to the Synthetic Biology Podcast, brought to you by the UK Centre for Mammalian Synthetic Biology at the University of Edinburgh. In this episode, I talk to Tilo Kunath, a reader in regenerative neurobiology at the Institute for Stem Cell Research. Tilo tells us about his work on Parkinson's disease, a progressive neurological condition, and how synthetic biology is helping us to understand and treat this disease. A lot of people know someone with Parkinson's. It causes problems with movement, you have uh, tremors, difficulty with balance, um, but you can also have problems with things like constipation and sleeping problems. So it's quite a complicated condition. Um, it usually affects people um, that are a bit older, so over 60 or 65, but not always. And it's not really known what causes Parkinson's. Often central theme for a lot of these Parkinsonian conditions is the aggregation of a small protein called alpha-synuclein. So we use a term sometimes uh, to describe these conditions as, as synucleinopathies, because this is being aggregated in different types of neurons and in different places and in different people. But in, in some rare cases, it's actually caused uh, by a genetic mutation. Almost 10 years ago now, we obtained a skin sample from a family in Iowa that had three copies of this gene, alpha-synuclein, this gene that mixes protein. So this is a, a genetic condition that's been inherited in this family uh, since the 1800s, and 50% of the family members get Parkinson's. And in this case, we do know the cause. It's essentially their genetics. So we made stem cells from this patient. These stem cells will have this Parkinson's causing mutation. And we use um, skills such uh, as we know from developmental biology to make neurons from these stem cells. So now we've got neurons with the same genetics as this patient that we can try to study Parkinson's. We try to study what's wrong with these neurons. Can we um, use uh, drugs to, to help these neurons behave better? So we've essentially created a model of this person's brain, at least the neurons in their brain from a skin sample from them. And this is a type of uh, technology called induced pluripotent stem cell technology or, or iPS cells. This is what we, we sort of the lab started out doing 10 years ago. This is how I got my first foray into Parkinson's disease. So then how, how exactly do you use stem cell technology in your lab? We will push the stem cells um, halfway to making neurons. We call them a neural progenitor. So it doesn't quite look like a neuron yet, but it's on the, the root. And then transplant them into an, an animal like a rat. And what happens if you transplant good progenitors, then they continue on the route to making neurons in the brain of the rat. And then they make these neurons, instead of in a dish, they make it in the brain. So this is the type of work many groups are doing for what was called a cell therapy for Parkinson's. So Parkinson's patients, they lose their dopaminergic neurons. This is what causes their symptoms. So this type of experiment is to replace these neurons with, with a surgery. The other area is that we do make the fully-fledged neurons in culture, and then we try to look at the aggregation of this protein, alpha-synuclein. How does it aggregate? Where does it aggregate first? Can we uh, measure the aggregation in a very quantitative way? Can we see what a, how it affects the neurons, the energy uh, usage, the signaling of the neurons to neurons, synaptic signaling, but also to see if any drugs can reduce the aggregation in our neurons. So this is uh, the disease modeling part of the lab. If we can measure aggregation of synuclein in human neurons and get really nice quantitative images of these aggregates, 
and then we can introduce a series of drugs, maybe a small collection or a drug library. Can we find drugs that reduce these aggregates that, that could then be used for uh, reducing aggregates in people? So they're very, I think they're incredibly useful for drug testing and drug screening. Okay, yeah. So when, you, when you're talking about cell therapy, what does that actually look like you know, in, in practice? So the process would be take your iPS cells, you put them through this recipe to um, precursors, and then you lift them off the plate and give put them you know give them to a neurosurgeon, but they place them into a part of the brain called the striatum, which is where the dopaminergic neurons uh, sort of um, innervate or interact, and this is where the dopamine is needed. What's asked of those cells then is to continue. Uh, well, they need to survive the surgery, and they need to then continue maturing into neurons. And that could take time. It has to mature and then it has to uh, interact with the host brain and then start making dopamine. Okay. And so then cell therapy involves, you know, putting some new neurons into a patient. But then are these new neurons susceptible to Parkinson's disease as well? Uh, the answer is um, absolutely yes. <laughs> so, so there's a couple of solutions to this creeping in of disease into the graph. So we have published some work that if you knock out the synuclein gene, that the ability for Parkinson's to invade a graft will likely be very slow or nil. So that's one possibility to, to engineer the cells to make them what we call disease resistant. Some of the work that we're doing now is about what um, alpha synuclein is meant to do. This is a gene, a protein that everyone has, you know, it's certainly not meant to cause Parkinson's. It's not why this gene exists. And we, we've knocked it out, of course, to make these disease-resistant cells was our aim. But um, we're starting to get some insight of what this protein actually does in people. What, why does it exist in animals? And we have evidence now that might be important for protecting neurons from viruses. So and this is very uh, timely sort of finding now with all of this uh, COVID-19, but the neurons that we have knocked out off of synuclein in are very susceptible to viral infection. So it's something that we didn't expect because we couldn't see anything wrong with the neurons. They made neurons fine without alpha synuclein. The only thing that we showed is that they don't get Parkinson's, which is a good thing, but they are very susceptible to virus infection, which is, which is a bad thing. We're maybe now getting a handle of what this protein does, that it may be a protein that protects neurons from viruses when we're young, and that's its job in youth. As we age, we may then start taking on properties that are not positive, such as causing Parkinson's disease. So that's an area that we're quite excited about right now in the lab, that alpha-synuclein, this Parkinson's gene, as we know it, its original function may be to actually protect us from viruses. Ah, okay. Well, that's really interesting. I look forward to hearing a bit more about that in future. So one thing that I was interested in as well is we've talked about this in relation to your work in the lab, but you're also very involved with charities and you spend time talking to people that actually have Parkinson's disease or, you know, family members and those close to people that uh, have Parkinson's disease. And I just wondered, first of all, how that started and how it influences your work. My involvement with uh, people with Parkinson's happened very organically. <laughs> um, so uh, as, as part of my initial funding was from Parkinson's UK, I hosted some lab visits, but then I met this extraordinary um, individual, Ken Bowler. He was a physics professor at Edinburgh University. Upon, and at retirement, uh, he was diagnosed with, with Parkinson's. 
So Ken and I became good friends and we hosted a number of events in our institute explaining research to people with Parkinson's, invited speakers from all throughout Scotland to talk about their research. And he started up something called the Edinburgh Parkinson's Lecture, which is a huge event that happens once a year. I should also mention Tom Isaacs. Tom Isaacs, um, I didn't meet until a bit later into my Parkinson's research, but he's an uh, outstanding advocate for Parkinson's research, started the Cure Parkinson's Trust. And there's an award, uh, he very sadly died a few years ago, but there's an award given out for researchers that interact with the patient community called the Tom Isaacs Award. And uh, it's something that I won last year to my, to my big surprise. But, uh, but I was really, uh, I think that's probably, uh, that's def definitely the most, um, most treasured uh, award that I've won in my life. So uh, but Tom Isaacs has been an amazing individual as well. Thank you so much to Tilo for telling us all about his work. Be sure to join in to future episodes of the Synthetic Biology Podcast. Our work is funded by the BBSRC, EPSRC and MRC, and the UK Research Council's Synthetic Biology for Growth Programme. Tilo's work is also funded by the Cure Parkinson's Trust.